0: Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. This is episode number 86, and I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews. Today, I'm going to be talking about a situation with corporations behaving like psychopaths. Keep in mind, I'm just using this as an example, not calling anybody out here. But the reason I've been kind of following this out of the... Sighted my eye is because of, well, maybe because the destruction of the retail business in this country, but you know, that's a good place to start. Because what happened was Walmart pretty much they're owned by the Walmart family, and I believe they have like, oh, I don't know, half of the wealth of the entire country, so they're like very wealthy. Um, But they have this business plan or model, and what it entails is corporate bailouts and actually corporate um, corporate welfare. Because what happens if you don't pay your employees or treat them well, what happens is the taxpayers have to pay for that. And for example, in the case of Walmart, they cut corners at every way they can. They don't really provide a lot of security in their stores, so they rely on the local police. So on and on and on and on and on. So as these big companies get more and more tax advantages, What happens is, my concern is, what happens to the poor and the children. So, with the case of Amazon, and remember, first I wanted to define what I mean when I talk about a psychopath. And I don't know where I read these things. People come up with this stuff as far as this covert this, covert that. To me, I'm talking about psychopaths. And according to Dr. Robert Hare, a psychopath is somebody who does not have a conscience. And the conscience is something that either you have or you don't. It's quite simple. And they do know that it's in the genes. So why would I call... A company, a psychopath. Well, there are cases where companies will be acting like psychopaths. Um, and I'm using Amazon as an example today because I feel personally the way things are going in hell in a handbasket or as some of you might say, what was it, hell in a handcart, that we don't really have time to talk about incremental change. We have a lot of things going on at the same time to the point that if you refer back to my episode on gaslighting, we're, we're, we're becoming so fragmented and scattered and all the way, we're losing more and more of what little control we have over things to those who are getting the control. So in the last year and a half, I recorded my podcast in increments to help people to understand if they were dealing with a psychopath. And the reason I did that was because there's a real gap in information. And people, they feel like there's some murder lurking behind every corner. And really, the psychopaths I'm interested in are the ones who might likely be sitting right next to you. So I wanted to do that to provide people with tools so they could start to evaluate. Because who you're dealing with makes a big difference. So anyway, so... um, I started out, I've been kind of wandering since I moved the show to YouTube. We're also still doing all the audio things, but I've been on this long, windy, wandering thing, and it really started with a Madeline McCann case, which I did, I think was episode 73, and in that case, it's been leading me down this path, and the path is painted and is looking to be a very ugly picture, Um, and so I'm still working on that, and I decided that I had to pick a lane here because there's just so much overwhelming information everywhere about psychopaths and people and love for all all kinds of things going on. So I wanted to stick with psychopaths and their impact that they have on the poor and particularly how it relates to children. So because of the Madeleine McCann case, I started wandering into the, how did we get to the place that abuse and rape of children was not really a punishable crime. So I'm still exploring that. So if you're interested, you might subscribe and click that bell and see where I wander to next. But today I'm going to be talking about Amazon. And Amazon is only my example, and I'll say that for the third time because... I'm just using this as an example. I'm not saying that they're psychopaths. I am only saying that the behavior certainly indicates some troubling trends, okay? So, um, prior to this happening, I've I've been kind of having Amazon out of the corner of my eye, okay? And there was, um, in the last year or so, Amazon is headquartered in Seattle, Washington, okay? And, So Amazon, because of the growth of Amazon's there, Microsoft's there, because of the growth and the gentrification, meaning that housing for the poor went away because the rich are taking over. So the city of Seattle did, excuse me, they proposed a tax on employees last year. And it was an effort to turn a massive homeless problem into a solution. In other words, come up with a way to provide some low income housing. Let's not forget, no matter how big these companies get, they still need people to serve them, you know, to run the restaurants, to do the services, to do the creative services and all these things. So it has a much bigger impact when these big companies come in. And then of course, along with that, the children. Because if you can no longer afford housing for you and your children to work at this probably less than minimum job, what are you going to do? So anyway, so amazingly, just to show a lack of any kind of what I would consider social graciousness, Amazon turned it into a huge fight with the city. They're one of the heaviestly lobbied companies in the country. That was a tongue twister. And so um, now because of the gentrification, for example, in Seattle, the median home price is $739,000, okay? And the median rent is $2,479. And so that makes it the third most expensive and the second most competitive housing market in the country. So ironically, what's already happened to Amazon in Seattle where Amazon is total dominance, it was a big reason for the decision to seek a second second headquarters. They were calling it their hunt for two headquarters. I I think that was just a publicity thing because I always kind of thought a company had one headquarters and the rest were offices. But anyway, so... So anyway, so... What's happened in Seattle is it was once a proudly middle-class northwestern city, and now it's actually turned into more like a San Francisco in the making. It's attracting just the hip and the educated, but it's also got a huge homeless population. And also keep in mind, a lot of our homeless population here is veterans. Um, And I'm not going to get off on that right now. So anyway, so... What's happening is beyond this huge homeless population is that it's taking away any level of diversity, okay? So both cities like San Francisco and Seattle are losing African-Americans and they're becoming increasingly segmented between an affluent upper-class, hipster short-termers and a burgeoning underclass. And that's what I'm talking about here is the underclass. And so Seattle was once relatively cheap, but now it's like, you know, I don't know. There's They did a study, and 45% of local millennials in Seattle say they're considering leaving because of the high price of shelter. So then Amazon came in the news again. So I thought, well, what are they up to now? And what they did was they did this, they're, they're, they they Put out this thing for bids to try to select for these two headquarters. Okay, and so they, they they just recently selected two cities. One is Crystal City in Arlington, Virginia, and the other is Long Island in Queens, New York. Amazon's decision came after a 14-month search, and this is a really important part that I'll come back to here, okay, that saw cities around the U.S., and I'll put a link down below so you can take a look at the map and see where all these places were, just about every major city. So you can imagine the man hours into all this. So... They did this search because they were looking around for, they wanted to find the cities that would give them the biggest tax breaks and also taxpayer funded infrastructure. So that means basically, if you build all these buildings and you need roads to your buildings, we taxpayers pay for this to entice Amazon to an already overcrowded neighborhood. But anyway, so um, Amazon, Says that we'll be we'll be investing five billion in new investments in jobs. Well, here's the catch: um, this has been going on for quite a while as far as going out and building these warehouses. This is just their big headquarters thing. <clears throat> None of those have really panned out well. So, <clears throat> excuse me here. Anyhow, so just to put this into perspective, Jeff Bezos, the owner and founder of Amazon. Earns a hundred. It's almost so big I can hardly say it. A hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars per minute. So the question is, why are New York and Virginia giving this Amazon billionaire billions in corporate tax breaks? Well, um, because. It's interesting because um, what Amazon said, and this is a nice quote. This shows that um, um, it's hard to say this with a straight face, but this is according to Amazon. So they said, we want to find a city that is excited to work with us and where our customers, employees, and the community can all benefit Yeah. I can really see the benefits here. I can see poor people kicked out of their houses. I can see increasing homelessness. But yeah, that's a pretty strong corporate message there, right? And by the way, the other thing they do along the way is, excuse me, they crush local businesses by not paying taxes. So you're at a disadvantage if you're a local business and you're paying taxes and Amazon isn't. Um, So, you know, and also remember, in talking about this, Amazon did not break any laws okay they did not use a handgun in any of these negotiations cities entered into this fray on their own even knowing the previous shaky business conducted by amazon in the past lots of taxpayer money went into these massive proposals to see if they could snag an amazon warehouse in their community amazon is just the example this is what they're getting away with all over none of these big corporations pay any taxes they don't have a need to and like i said they're not breaking the law it is within the law now whether it's within something that should be done morally is a whole different question so for example an amazon worker um they had a Um, Bernie Sanders did a um, pay corporate welfare thing. And what he was doing was calling still doing this is calling out corporations who are paying their employees so low that they have to live on corporate welfare. And part of the idea was that if you're, employees were so poorly paid that they had to get government subsidies and we should come after you for that money only seems right right you're not paying for it out of your profits we're paying for it out of our tax dollars so i thought it was kind of interesting because the first target that um bernie sanders had was amazon and because they paid notoriously low and the interesting thing was was that I thought it was kind of funny that, within four days or so, they buckled, and because the average pay was like seven fifty an hour, which is our minimum wage which hasn't been addressed in a million years, but anyhow, so I thought, gee, that's kind of interesting. they buckled so fast, so news goes all over the place Amazon going to pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour. Well, the flip side to that was that there are others employees at Amazon who made more than the minimum wage, and they also received extra bonuses and stuff for you know work and longevity and all of that. Well, what they did behind the scenes was they knocked the wheels off of that for everybody. So good news is a lot of people got the 15. Bad news is people who were working on the ladder for higher pay got that whacked off from underneath them. Of course, that never really hit the news cycle. So just to give you an example, now that they're at the $15 minimum wage, an average Amazon worker making that $15 would have to work about 597 and 412,000 hours, or 24 hours a day for about 68 years, just to make what Jeff Bezos makes in one hour, okay? Okay income inequality. Bezos makes more money more money in one minute than the average millennial makes in a year. You know, it was just a few years ago that Amazon started to, before this big headquarters thing, this is where the history comes in. They have a history, okay? But everybody seems to keep being blinded and ignoring the history, the obvious history. So, What they started out doing was they started going to less privileged areas. Oh, before I get off here, let me go back here a second. When they went around all these cities to narrow it down to the two that won the thing, interesting thing here. First of all, they data mined all these cities. So as part of their proposal process these cities gave them all this valuable marketing information, really. So if I wanted to go to, let's say, a city that Amazon had had in the running for this thing, I'd know a lot of valuable data about them. I might know where there's, they, they talked in these uh, proposals as far as plans for expansion and all these kinds of things. So in the end, they not only didn't get the, the, the bid, they were never going to get the bid. Why? Because... The two places, the place in Virginia New York, are the closest ones to where the Bezos family has their own family home. So each of the headquarters, now that they have three, Seattle, New York, Virginia, all happen to be located where Bezos is living. And they also worked in while these... um, Uh, politicians were giving away their towns to Amazon, they worked into a helicopter pad so that I think 120 days a year he can buzz over there by his helicopter. So anyhow, so typically what's happened in the past is, and remember, these are, they're moving into big areas that already are not underemployed, okay? So imagine what the infrastructure is going to be. Imagine what the schools are going to be like. And what they did find when they were doing the other Amazon expansions was that one out of three, generally, of their employees were underpaid to the point they needed food assistance. And I'll venture to guess that probably... Very few of them have health benefits. So here again, that goes on to the public coffers because, you know, if you get sick or something, you're going to be taken care of, right? Or you're going to not be taken care of. See, we have this big thing about bragging around about, oh, we're the smartest, most developed country. I think when we start treating our children and our people without means a little bit better, then maybe I'll buy into that tagline there, okay? So anyway, so... The backside happened when they took away the money from the other people, but they also went into the most expensive areas. So now, what you're going to create is they're putting half of. I'll talk about these two headquarters here. It's it's really you gotta you gotta give them credit for having this this I call it a hat trick, okay? Because they go in, they get all these cities to think that they have a shot at getting. I, I don't know why. I don't know how the economics would have ever been in the favor of these places, but Amazon, I got to give them credit. As a company, they are extraordinarily organized. Um, What I have issue with is the fact that they overrun everybody else, but that's for another day, another topic. So anyway, so what they're doing with this headquarters, the one in New York, is they're putting in, this is the part that gets me the most concerned. Well, the whole thing's concerning, but um, they're putting it next to the biggest public housing development in that part of New York. So, I don't know what's going to be next. We're going to tear that down. We we already have a crisis of of magnitude with our public housing right now um, that are housing children. So, um, how it could get worse, that I'm not really sure. So, You know, and given that New Yorkers already have trouble paying for rent, having this big mammoth Amazon place coming into the middle of an area, and remember, they're saying that they're moving these headquarters, which are different than the warehouses, which employ the more call it um, excuse me high school graduate kind of people. They're they're touting these headquarters as higher paying jobs. Okay, so. I don't believe the people in that housing district living next to Amazon are probably going to even qualify for these higher paying jobs. So that's all just a big, huge illusion. Because here's the thing. Once we give away all these things to a big company like Amazon, and it could be just pick any company out of the air, okay? Somebody has to pay. And where does the pay come from? It comes from the most vulnerable. It comes from the children program. It comes from the people who can't afford to feed their children every day. So it comes down a really nasty path. And in this country alone, we have 21 million children (coughs) that, (coughs) excuse me today, that need to receive free or reduced lunch in school. And 10 million also receive free breakfasts because they do not have enough food in their home to feed these children. So all of these benefits that affect children and the poor, when you give these big corporate giveaways, the money's got to come from somewhere, okay? So in this country alone, we have more than one in four black households, Lack food security, meaning that you don't know where your next meal is coming from, <clears throat> compared to one in 10 white households. And during the summertime, we have 18 million kids who lose their free lunches for the summertime. So that's where we are in this country, folks. And we have the last election. Um, three, let me see, 30% of the millennials came out to vote, which was terrific. Okay. But do you realize that if you got to 80 or 90% of you to come out to vote, you could kick all these people giving away your future away, you would have control and you'd be able to guide your own future because frankly, left in the hands of the people that are now running things. I don't give children, adults or anybody much hope. So with that, I'll close for now. Be safe out there and talk to you soon. Goodbye for now.